The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Well, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line on WGNS this morning. We are focusing on Rutherford County. So if you have a question dealing with Rutherford County, our Rutherford County executive uh, is right with us this morning. How are you, Joe Carr? I am uh, speechless. Speechless. Yeah, and and I think the listeners need to know why it's rare that I'm speechless. Is there pro- Some of them are all too aware. But as I walk into the studio this morning, Bart... I was blinded by the light of the socks that you're wearing you this like morning. Uh, like does not ac- appropriately describe the emotion that your socks invoked in me <laughs> as I walked in. I'll leave it to the listener's imagination about her- how your feet are adorned this morning, but let's just say <laughs> the mayor was speechless. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Excellent. Everything Excellent. doing fine on the farm. Yes, uh, we're right. As a matter of fact, we're right in the middle of pulling our um, honey crop, our bee harvest, as the listeners probably know. I've got 20, 24 hives. Last year, we pulled over a thousand pounds of honey, and it's going to be down this year. The, The winter was a little wet and a little cool and quite erratic, so the nectar didn't quite flow like it did last year. Uh, so we're going to be down probably about 40%. We'll probably be, we're lucky if we get 600 pounds this year. So, but anyway, it's something I enjoy doing and my son helps me with it. And Joe's breaking, Joe Jr.'s breaking three two year old colts for pleasure and trail. We fool with walking horse for trail riding. And, and of course, we got the sawmill. So, um, you know, I like to tell people that this whole mayor thing is nothing more than a side hustle. My real job is out on the farm. Uh, it sounds like <laughs> But the it. side hustle is like 10, 12 hours a day, right? <laughs> now, it's interesting you mentioned about the walking horses. I did not realize until we had some shows on recently about walking horse mules or yes. walking mules. Gated mules. Gated, okay. Yeah, yeah. A, a whole new area. A, a whole, a whole new thing. And the, and the thing a lot of people don't know is, you, while you train a walking horse to accentuate that gait, that gait is actually genetically defined in a horse. There are horses that are genetically defined as trotters, and others that are defined as pacers or walkers. So it's is gene- it in their genes? <clears throat> it's exactly right. It's in their genes. Okay. Well, how do, how did the uh, the mules get it? Uh, through breeding, through breeding back oh, so to it's, through it's breeding back to walkers, also. exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So even though they are sort of a, a neutered type of animal, uh, they can still yes carry the same. There is there is a gated mule, and it has that gated gene in it. And do they have the same high steps? No, that and that high step is 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 actuated through. Uh, uh, there, those the Tennessee walking horse show horse is an athlete, Un, not unlike any of our athletes. They go through a lot of training. Uh, they got a spe- they got a, a high a special diet <clears throat> that allows them to perform at that level. It's not unlike race horses. It's it's they're a- they are athletes absolutely. Okay. So they they train for that. But you, you've got to start with the genetics like an athlete to be able to perform at that level. Cool. Now, uh, back to your honey, because I know that's an important Rutherford County topic. It is, because I talk to a lot of beekeepers around the county right now, around the mid-state, and we're all, some are struggling more, much more than others with their honey crop. 
I know going back to Myrtle Glanton Lord days, she was a big believer in honey, mm. honey and vinegar every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it important to go local honey? It is because what you get from the pollen, the local pollen is some immunities that help you, especially if you have allergies and this kind of thing. And um, what's interesting about uh, and I found this quite by accident. So I've got arthritis. I'm only 65, but I've had arthritis in my thumbs for years, uh, last half a dozen years. And there was a point four years ago where I could hardly move my thumbs. I mean, it was just it was swelling in the joints. Every older person understands swelling in the joints, yeah, right? Yeah. And so I just started. I've been only a beekeeper. I'm starting my fourth year. So. And I, I don't know how I stumbled onto it, but there's something called bee sting therapy. And it's actually, there is a significant peer-reviewed medical evidence that bee stings actually assist in over 20 different um, ailments and maladies and diseases that humans struggle with. One of them is rheumatoid arthritis. And I can tell you that I had very restricted movement in my thumbs before I became a beekeeper. And now I have very, very little. So and you get stung I a get, lot? I get, well, yeah. I mean, I was out pulling honey Saturday and I've got the suit on and I still got stung five times. I mean, it's just when you're pulling honey, you're in the hive and it's hot. They're mad. And, and then, of course, you've got all this exposed honey and then you've got what's called robbing, and which means other hives are coming out of their hives to get to that honey that's exposed because it's unprotected. So it's kind of... It's kind of crazy for a few minutes, and you inadvertently get stung. Well, yeah, not on you don't inadvertently get stung on their part. That's the purpose. <laughs> yeah, this is interesting uh, because there are a lot of people listening who suffer from arthritis. Yes. Now, so your will any bee work, or does it need to be a honey bee? Well, it probably needs to be a honey bee because that's the only thing that that's the only research that I've been able to do. A wasp is not the same as a honey bee. Uh, a wasp retrieves its stinger a honeybee leaves its stinger in you so it literally impales itself after it stings you so it dies uh what's interesting if people google bee sting therapy you'll i found this out too it it is where acupuncture came from it's interesting yes and see that it, far back it, that far back so of course acupuncture they say has been around for like five thousand years Asian, yeah. yeah and so it's where the chinese came up with acupuncture to relieve pain and different maladies well, my understanding from the research I've done, bee sting therapy is the forerunner of acupuncture. Wow. So. And then you're saying that uh, bee stings that you're getting, you had been having problems oh, yeah. with your thumbs. Oh, yeah. And as a matter of fact, when I'm not in the hive in the winter, and it could be, and, I, and I, look, this is anecdotal. This isn't scientific. I'm not, this isn't Joe's experience. Is it peer reviewed, right? <laughs> I'm not saying it is, but I think it's interesting that in the wintertime, uh, I have much more difficulty with my, um, thumbs and arthritis than i do in the spring summer and early fall when i'm in the hives a lot more so if you're interested bart what we'll do just to protect you we'll put i'm gonna help you out we're gonna put a veil on your head and then we're gonna walk you in front of the hives and i'll beat the fire out of those hives we'll get them to come out we'll just get you stuck we'll get you stung up and then we'll count the stings and we'll multiply that time twenty dollars i'll just i'll only charge you twenty dollars a sting and you can go home and you can have your bee stink there how about that (laughs) see this is the mayor this is the mayor being a real gentleman a real gentleman okay (laughs) that's fascinating isn't it 
It really and is. And it's just... What is local honey? Five miles, 10 miles, 20? Yeah, I typically, I, I like to say five miles, but the flora and fauna in Middle Tennessee is very, very similar, so it's probably wider than that. I mean, but we've got a lot of people in the community that you know. Zane Cantrell. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. the... Zane's he's, been he, on the radio. Yeah, he's, Earl, he's one, like one of the godfathers of of uh, doing honey in this area. Yeah. Earl Campbell out in Milton, he does honey. I mean, there are a lot of a lot of us who do it, and it's kind of it's kind of cool, really, because it's a community and we help each other out. And you know, um, there. I mean, tell you something: uh, people who do honey are really good people. They really are. We got a listener saying, "How do they are interested in getting into honeybees? How do they do it?" First thing you do is you. Um, and this is the perfect time because you can learn now and then get your hives in the early spring next year. And so I would uh, research, enjoy the Rutherford County Beekeepers Association right out of the gate. Uh, that would be the very first thing I would do and just network with those people. They meet every month over at, uh, over at the uh, Ag Center on um, John Rice Boulevard. And um, that would be the first place I would go. All right. That's where I went. And the first of the month, uh, I think they meet at the first of the month. Yeah. Okay. And the the uh, the president is Mr. Elrod, out in Rockvale, Eagleville. Okay. So, and he's and, they, and they're just they are. I mean, the people who do this are really good people. They just they're the salt of the earth. So get with the uh, with the beekeepers, Rutherford County Beekeepers Association, and uh, you can probably look them up and there'll be a calendar of events and you can uh you can they'll, and they'll and they'll be glad to mentor you through this uh we also i'm noticing that uh there's a big push today with the rutherford county sheriff's office the highway patrol uh everything in between including davidson rutherford and coffee counties along i-24 and that's uh, a special enforcement today called summertime blues uh, they're trying to reduce aggressive, impaired, and distracted drivers today, 2.30 to 8.30. They're going Good. to be out there to get Good. you if you're doing wrong. Well, I will do right when on I-24, and I will do endeavor to do right wherever I'm driving. You know, distracted driving is a real problem, and, and I hate to say this, but I can't tell you how many times driving in um, I see somebody on their cell phone texting. Uh, it just you cannot drive in, and I, I have to confess. Years ago, I was I was prone to do that as well, and I have to be very careful. Uh, but I almost had a near catastrophic accident, and I mean it just like Jesus just woke me up. He said, "You will not do that again." And I just now, if I have to text, I I have to pull over and stop and do it. I just I'm not. It's not worth the grief to someone's family if you want to take your own life that's one thing and that's tragic in and of itself but to be responsible for the death of an injury of somebody else just because you couldn't resist the temptation to pick that dead gum phone up please put your phone down while driving please absolutely uh, you're right up on people before oh, you know it. it, it exactly. What you, I mean, you're, you're distracted. You're not paying attention. Even if you're driving 35, 40 miles an hour, you know, in a blink of an eye, I mean, a child could run out. I mean, I mean, and, and it would, it would, for the rest of your life, it would ruin your days. Your days for their, that day forward are ruined because you decided um, to be selfish. And that's all today. 
2.30 until 8.30 tonight uh, along uh, I-24 from Davidson, Rutherford, and Coffee counties. And just in case you slip through there and you say, Whew, I, I didn't see any police car parked on the side watching me, uh, there will also be helicopters. Yeah, and just because you don't see them doesn't mean they're not there. That's right. Because <laughs> you're probably distracted. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm, there's some uh, more interesting news coming up, and that is something you're going to be doing uh, new yeah. at the Rutherford County Courthouse. Well, or, or I guess it well, could be anywhere. It could be anywhere, and I think what you're referring to is uh, we have so many really worthwhile charitable organizations in our community, uh, Rutherford County, Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Laverne, Eagleville, out in the rural areas. And they do a, these faith-based organizations do a phenomenal, phenomenal work in, in our community. And some of those, uh, and my wife and I have supported a lot of these for years and years, like Greenhouse Ministries, which comes on to your show, Bart, very regularly. Cliff right. Sharp does. Mm-hmm. They do a great work. The director over there is uh, Christy Sanford. And then, of course, you've got Portico, which used to be called the Crisis Pregnancy Center with Laura Messick as the director. They do a phenomenal work helping young women who are in a, a crisis pregnancy navigate through that and sharing with them the idea that uh, about the sanctity of life, especially the unborn life, and helping mothers in that crisis situation. But then we've got another organization here in Rutherford County called Feed America First, who I've got to be a little more familiar with with through david edwards and david i've known david for over 50 years and uh david is as part of the board and um mike womack is the director over there and feed america first is really one of these um these organizations that do a really large work i believe they're undergoing a two and a half million dollar expansion uh, they service probably all the they service a number of states in the southeast but they do an incredible work right here in murfreesboro so what we've decided to do is kind of as a pilot is that uh i am going to in an effort to stay in front of the community and always be engaged and accessible I've decided to do a series maybe once a quarter. We're going to try it on August 11th uh, at Middle Tennessee Expo Center, which is on Middle Tennessee Boulevard across from the old uh, theater there, if you remember where that is, next to the old Kroger. But anyway, we're going it from 7 to 830. Uh, we're going to have a, uh, a breakfast where I get to talk about and answer questions about what's going on in our community, but it's for the purpose of raising money for Feed America First. And so this is a, a charitable organization that I've, identif- I've identified uh, that we're going to try to raise some awareness that does a tremendous, tremendous work in our community. And um, we're going to do this uh, once a quarter with a different charitable organization and see how this works. Uh, but it's just a way for my office and the county to uh, to let the community know that we stand behind these groups that are doing a great work. What the county the county cannot do what it does without these organizations. So I'm really excited about doing this. It's August 11th from 7 to 8:30 at the Middle Tennessee Expo Center. Um, there is no cost to to come. We're going to serve breakfast, but we will be asking for a very generous donation <laughs> to feed America first. Okay, that's 7 to 8.30 in the morning yes, sir. on August the 11th. Yes, sir, at the Middle Tennessee Expo Center. Okay. Right there on Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, you got a, I have a question here from a listener. 
And they're asking about the Middle Point landfill. Yes. They say that uh, there are sessions all around town, sort of open house sessions. Mm-hmm. And they say they haven't been to one, but there's one coming up in Smyrna. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that uh, there will be stations around the room where people can go and ask any question that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, will there be both sides presenting views? No, I have not been invited. Okay. This is a Republic Services promotional tour, uh, and I get it. This is their public relations tour. They're trying to uh, demonstrate to the community that they care and that, um, you know, that they're a good neighbor and that the landfill doesn't smell and that they're taking all the, um, you know, that they've taken uh, the issues seriously. Uh, but at the same time, they want to promote and continue to promote the idea uh, that Rutherford County, uh, through the office of the mayor, needs to sell them the old landfill so that they can extend the life of their landfill by another 30 to 50 years. And in so doing, they will continue to bring trash from Davidson County. The trash from Davidson County comprises over 50% of what's brought into this county. As a matter of fact, then there's another uh, 20% on top of that brought from outside our county from other counties. So 70% of the trash brought into Rutherford County is from outside our county. And they're trying to um, sell the idea that that's a good thing for Rutherford County. And so that's what this is for. Now, would there still be no tipping charges? Or Yeah, yeah, and they've, they've, uh, they, yeah, they, they said, you know, we'll extend the no tipping charges. But Quite honestly, uh, the no tipping charges, Bart, are a very, very. It's not. It's a. It's only twenty five percent of the trash, or less than twenty five percent. About twenty percent of the trash that's actually produced in the county. The only trash that doesn't get tipped is the trash that's taken to the convenience centers, and the trash that is picked up by Murfreesboro. All other trash is is tipped at, at Republic. As a matter of fact, you know, the work that we did out at Reedville during the tornado. Um, Mike Clawson came on the air and said, hey, you know, if FEMA won't pick up that bill, you know, we'll pay, we'll take care of it for you. Well, I'm not sure if that was a misunderstanding, a miscommunication or what, but we received a bill yesterday for over $100,000 for the cleanup out of Cannon County. And so we'll have to pay $100,000 to Republic. I think that's the bill. Um, and so for that tornado cleanup. So the, they did have a tipping fee or some kind of yeah. fee, yeah. On on the tornado cleanup, they did. Now they may have been in their mind, they may have reduced the rate or whatever. I don't know. Um, I'm not going to get off in the weeds in that. But it was my understanding as part of uh, this community, they were going to if FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Association agency, excuse me, agency didn't pick up that, then they would uh, then they would waive that. I I must have misunderstood. So, how are the folks in Eagle in uh, in uh, Reedyville doing? They're doing they're doing much better. Uh, they're do, every day's better. It, I mean, how well can you do after well, I mean, F two, F, F, right? Well, yeah. But they uh, but the res- again, and we talked about this on air. Uh, the response from Rutherford County to uh, Reedyville, and because ninety percent of the damage was in Cannon County, and Ruther- I told the mayor of Cannon County, I said, "Look, we're not going to worry about where the county line is. We're a neighbor. We're here to help. That's what neighbors do." Uh, I mean, I keep going. This sounds corny, but this is the good neighbor station, WGNS is, for real reason, because this is a good neighbor community. It is. And it is. It just, it just is. It's, it's not a brag. It's a fact. 
and um, and that was perfectly demonstrated in that catastrophic event. I mean, Murfreesboro came out, Smyrna came out, um, Rutherford County Department, solid waste, uh, the road, the road sheriff's superintendent, office. sheriff's office, fire, EMS. I mean, it was just like, okay, let's get to work, let's do this. And what was supposed to take three to four weeks to clean up, we cleaned up in ten days. And they had the power going again in, that day. In less than 24 hours. Yeah. Yes, sir. I mean, uh, Middle Tennessee Electric, CUD, the gas company. I mean, it was like, we got this. Get out of the way. And so we. I, it was my understanding that uh, Republic would, as a part of that commu- good community service, would donate the the uh, the tipping fee. And I think I think I'm, I must I must have misunderstood. Because you got a bill. Because yes, because I got a bill, and I and I do misunderstand from time to time. So I'm sure it was my fault. Now, (laughs) looking at uh, at at the landfill. Yes, sir. uh, What is your? Maybe you have an updated figure. What is your assessment of when it will be full? So, uh, and who shares that assessment? Yeah. So, so full is an interesting term because. When I believe when Republic talks about full, they're talking about 100% capacity. But that's only, that's theoretical. Practically speaking, you can't get to 100%. Because as as def- the, the, the landfill is defined by what's called the slope. In other words, uh, the steepness of the landfill, the, the side of the landfill. Okay, That's called the slope. And so they, ha- they cannot have a slope greater than 3 to 1. So they can't have a two-to-one slope or two-and-a-half-one slope. They can have a three-to-one slope or they can have a four-to-one slope. And the slope is the steepness of the hill. Well, they're constrained by their footprint. So as you go up and the sides come together, it comes together in a point. Well, well it can't. That's, and so that's the theoretical 100%. But the problem is, is you can't get a truck up there because there's nowhere for them to turn around. <laughs> there's nowhere for people to move. So you actually have to have a plateau. And the plateau would be anywhere from 75 to 100 feet across for people, trucks to turn around and people to work. Otherwise, it's completely unsafe, right? So there's the theoretical fullness, and then there's just the practicality of what's full. And uh, Mr. Clawson believes that they have five and a half to six years, and I believe they have two, two and a half years. Uh, it, it doesn't make any difference without us selling the Rutherford County landfill to them they will not be able to extend their operations to 30 to 50 years, which is the point. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're going to pause for a moment and uh, check on the traffic and weather. We will be back. Our county mayor, Joe Carr, is with us this morning. Stay with us. I'm Ken Coleman. Join me here on News Radio WGNS weekdays live at noon as we answer your questions about your calling, passion, and talent to maximize your potential. Hi, this is Peter Demas. Join our family at Demas's Restaurant. So many people buy so many different things. You know, I go out to eat and I like eating steak. Where my wife will end up getting our salmon. Our salmon is cut fresh, so she loves our salmon. It's one of those places that you can go. You can get pastas or chicken. You know, the kids love it. Get what you want at Demas's Restaurant and not be limited just to one or two items. Join our family at Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. 
Hi, this is Dan at Music World and Drummer's Den. You bought your new guitar, your keyboard, or your drums. You don't know how to play it. Well, we have lessons in all stringed instruments, all keyboards, and one of the best drum instructors in the area. We are set up for all types of lessons. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church Street. If you need music gear, Music World and Drummer's Den is where you need to be. South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Less money for the exact same thing. Hope this is clear enough. Consumer Cellular, when freedom calls, they're here to answer. Switch today and get a second month of service for free. Go to ConsumerCellular.com slash free month and enter promo code free month. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 5 gigabyte data plan and unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. Promotion subject to terms and conditions. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper? Just go to 4 slash joy. Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, and the process is 100% online. To start your free online visit, go to 4 slash joy. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Good morning. Wrapping up an accident over here on Rosa Parks, right when you come off that ramp from I-65. Again, that's over here in Metro Center on Rosa Parks, right off the interstate. It's still busy, but it's moving. It has been in pretty good shape so far on 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area, coming in from Antioch from Murfreesboro. Watch for some radar in the southern part of Williamson County on 65 down around 840. Princess Hot Chicken is catering. You can also order online today. Uh, check out that menu at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Thank you, Chuck. And don't forget about that uh, special traffic situation this afternoon. I-24 between 2.30 and 8.30 tonight, all along I-24, Davidson, Rutherford, and Coffee Counties, the Highway Patrol, Rutherford County Sheriff's Office, everybody is on the search for aggressive, impaired, and distracted drivers. They will stop you. Even helicopters will be checking the traffic all along that area so you may not know that you are being watched. That'll be this afternoon, 2.30 until 8.30 all along I-24. What about the weather? Mostly sunny skies here for this afternoon. High in the mid-90s. Southwest winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy alone near 75. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 71. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. We're all about saving you money. I'm Dave Ramsey on WGNS, Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Weekdays from 1 to 4 on WGNS. Happy birthday to Daryl Reed. Daryl Reed is our winner of the Slick Pig Birthday Banana Pudding. Way to go, Daryl. And our good neighbor of the day is Daniel Harrell. Daniel Harrell, for being a very patient, supportive, fun mentor who shares her knowledge and faith. Daniel Harrell. Daniel will receive 
beautiful flowers from Jenny Harrison and the family at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. If you know somebody who should be a good neighbor, don't just keep it to yourself. Let others know how great this person is. Send us their name, address, and phone number and tell us why they should be the good neighbor. Our Rutherford County Mayor, Joe Carr, is with us this morning. So if you have a question dealing with Rutherford County, text it or call us. Uh, Actually, texting is a better way. 615-893-1450, the number to text on. It's also the number to talk on. 615-893-1450. And a person has a question about uh, when will we start seeing the additional property tax being charged. Your bill for that will go out October 1, and that bill will be due and payable on or before uh, the end of February. And do people still have an opportunity? There's a window of... Yeah, I I don't know, and I should know more about this, Bart. I really should because it's important, especially for senior citizens, and I would like for us to expand this program where I think where you're talking about where the property tax is frozen uh, at a, because of income level or because of or some type of mitigating situation, call the uh, county trustee's office. That would be Ted Beatty. They they know this this kind of information inside and out. Um, but I do believe that there should be an opportunity for uh, us to extend that program a little bit, um, especially index it for inflation. Uh, that would that would require some action on the part of the Tennessee General Assembly and another private act, but I think that's something that uh, I think that's something we could do for sure. So there's still time on that. I think so. So, but don't do not hold me to that. But I would strongly suggest that they call uh, Mr. Beatty's office and get that process started. And what about this coming General Assembly? We're not that too, you know, it's not too far away. Well, no, you know, they're going, getting it to go into a special session to deal with, uh, apparently, uh, Governor Lee wants red flag laws, and I'm not going to weigh into that issue. I'll let the delegation and Governor Lee figure that one out. Uh, but they will go back into session in January and begin work immediately. And, you know, uh, you know with regard to getting some relief, um like other counties, like Williamson, Dixon, and Wilson have, and certainly like Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and Laverne have with regard to impact fees and development taxes that specifically go to paying for this growth so that the Rutherford County taxpayer doesn't have to do that. Uh, I'm, there's some movement and some discussion taking place that um, I think we may find a solution. I don't want to predict that yet. Um, but I am cautiously optimistic in that regard. And, and again, I, all, I'm, all Rutherford County and the county mayor and the county commissioner are asking for from the Tennessee General Assembly and our delegation is we want to be treated the same way you've allowed Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Laverne, and Eagleville and counties like Williamson, Wilson, and Dixon. And that is to impose impact fees and or development taxes so that growth can pay for itself. Because right now, the only way growth is paid for is on the backs of the property taxpayers of Rutherford County. That's it. And this idea that it's going, is going to affect affordable housing is a red herring. It does, first of all, it doesn't because Wilson, Williamson, and Dixon counties continue to grow. Not the same rate as us, but it's a very similar rate. And it, 
and Murfreesboro just passed an impact fee of seventy eight about seventy eight hundred dollars on a like a twenty five hundred square foot home. And nobody from the realtors, the home builders, or the developers showed up to object, voice their objection. Not one not one voice of objection. Yet Rutherford County, uh, earlier this year, passed a resolution asking for to go from twenty four hundred dollars to five thousand dollars, and the courtroom was packed. So, I, quite honestly, I think the whole argument that some are using that it affects affordable housing—they haven't done their research, and um, they are using that as a crutch. Um, and but the bottom line is, it's not right and it's not fair that Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Laverne can have impact fees. And Rutherford County cannot because we're all in the same community and we need the same tools. Here's another question from a listener. This one says, I know the answer probably already, but if you get those uh, impact fees, will the taxes that you've put in go away? That is undetermined. That I don't think they would completely go, go away, and here's why. And that's really a great question because what we have with property taxes, what property taxes are for? And this is why it's difficult to have a conversation uh, with some, with some uh, who have a vested interest in not wanting impact fees or development taxes. What property taxes for are the maintenance and upgrade of the existing services offered by, in this case, the county of Rutherford. The maintenance and the upgrade of the existing service offered. So when you have a requirement as a result of a new residential development, let's say in Rockvale or Christiana, if you have an a requirement to expand those services, right? Who pays for the expansion of the service? Well, right now in Rutherford County, the pro- current property taxpayer does, for which they receive no benefit. I don't, I don't, and you don't receive any benefit. <clears throat> excuse me for paying for the expansion of service for a 300 home development in Christiana. You don't. The only person that receives benefit from that is the 300 home development. So they should pay for that expansion. What happens, though, once the expansion of those services is complete and built out, then the property taxes generated by that development go to pay for the upgrade and maintenance of that same expansion. So now they're – see, that's how it's supposed to work. But in Rutherford County, it doesn't work that way. That's why Murfreesboro said, whoa, wait a minute. We can't ask our existing tax base to pay for the expansion of services for which they'll receive no benefit. Those who are asking for the expansion of services should pay for that expansion. So that's that's number one on what property taxes are for. But would you receive a reduction potentially? And I don't want I say this cautiously because remember expansion, uh, excuse me, maintenance and upgrade includes the growth of the county. We're growing by nine to ten thousand new residents every year, and it also includes. Uh, inflation. You know, we had an 8% inflation last year, running at 5% this year. So taxes, unfortunately, have to keep up with that rate of inflation. It, they sh- certainly shouldn't grow by 26 cents or 16%, right? That's that's ab- abnormal given the fact that we don't have any other way to pay for the expansion of services. Here's a listener who says, I live about three miles outside the Eagleville city limits. My fire protection is strictly volunteer with a little backup from Rutherford County. Uh, Will there ever be full-time fire service for my area? Well, I'm not sure exactly what direction they're coming from, but if they're coming up 99 
toward Rockvale, yes, I believe our public safety building would be would assist in that regard, the public safety building at Rockvale. But if they're three miles outside of Eagleville, that is served by the Eagleville Volunteer Fire Department. Will there be a time that uh, we will have full-time fire service for the whole county? For the I rural, mean, in the near future, I'm guessing. Yes, uh, we're that, that is. I mean, we're we're completing Rockvale and Kittrell as we speak. I mean, literally, we're on the punch list, which is we're on the last last percentile of completion and opening, and those being operational. And then, of course, we have Last Cassis and Walter Hill that are currently underway. And then the next two will be Christiana, which we've moved from Christiana behind Christiana Middle School over to. We're going to move to Plainview Elementary. It gets us closer to the interstate, which we desperately we need uh, quicker access to the interstate. Um, so we'll have a, uh, Plainview uh, and Del Webb in, in the next and final phase. So yes, it I is, forgot about Del Webb. Yeah. yeah, that's coming. It's out there on Highway 96. Um, How many people will that be? It's it's quite a few. Oh, I, I like a thousand units are out there. I mean, that's a city. Yeah, it's, a, it's huge. <laughs> It's so uh, and and when will we start seeing that happening? Well, they are they're they're doing the dirt work right now. Uh, I'm not sure when they're going to begin con- actual construction of homes, but they're doing the dirt work right now, and there will be there will be a uh, public safety building right there on Highway 96 uh, at, at the entrance of the Dell Webb facility, um, and we will start probably we're projected to start construction on that in about 12 to 18 months. Do you have any of these? public safety buildings finished and working no when i say kittrell and larockvale for some reason we have been delayed in the punch list and and i won't get off in the weeds but there's there's what they call fema doors and we're having difficulty getting those operational and that's part of the problem do you have enough people yes so you, that's the biggest yes, thing. Yes, we will. They will be. They will be sufficiently manned. Absolutely, it would be absolutely pointless for us to build, uh, an, take a federal grant and spend eight million, eight and a half million dollars to build a public safety building and then leave it empty. I believe Murfreesboro did that once on veterans with a fire hall, and uh, that was a great lesson for all of us years and years ago. So when when these buildings are finished, you're ready to move. There, there will be staffed. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, and what is the first to come along? Do you, th- I, you know, I think it'll be Rockvale, but Rockvale and Kitchell will be within 30 days of each other. And I, I know uh, Commissioner Pettis-Reed, who's done a great job out there in the 8th District. Uh, he does. He does a fantastic job for his community. Uh, there's not anybody more passionate about uh, public safety in Rutherford County than he is. And I know he is. Uh, absolutely. He's going to have a, a ribbon cutting ceremony, and I would think it would be great if WGNS showed up. Uh, it would be it would be a great day. It'll be a lot of fun, um, and maybe WGNS can come out there and broadcast live. That would I be think great. that'd be fantastic. That'd be, that would be great. I will I will make sure Pettis Commissioner because he's in charge of that. Uh, I'll make sure Commissioner Reed gets in touch with you on that and coordinate the date and the time so you can you guys can be out there. That'd be awesome. Very good. Our phone number is six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. Our final break comes along, so if you have a question for our county mayor, you better get to us quickly. I've got I've got pictures of his socks, people. Okay. I've got pictures. <laughs> You're going to use that again. I am. Down the- <laughs> <laughs> 
There is no safer place in the storm. Talk Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, TV11. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. We're talking with Pat Wingo at Adams Place. Adams Place makes fun, and there's as much to do as you want to do. When I leave my room about 10 a.m., I don't get back sometimes till midnight. <laughs> I'm a night owl. Well, I like to have fun with my friends. Yes, I do. Where is the fun? Oh, hands down, I'd say Adams Place. Hi, this is Terry Deal at Adams Place. Call me for more information about Adams Place. 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. The Action Line this morning is powered by Middle Tennessee Electric. MTE has helped provide light, comfort, and connection to our community since 1936. As your trusted energy advisor, MTE is always here to help. Connect online at mte.com or download the MyMTE app. Have you done that? Have you downloaded your app? Uh, I don't, I should, I don't do a lot of apps. I'll be honest with you, Bart. My life is so full. (laughs) It's hard. I just try really hard not to populate my phone. Uh, I'll tell you what I do. This is horrible. Uh, I get my son to do it. My son is like a whiz on that kind of stuff. It's because he's young. He is. And he's much, he's 23 and a, a better man than I in many ways. Now let's, uh, let's talk about some serious stuff. Okay. Uh, Are we going to talk about your socks again? No. Okay. <laughs> that that big sycamore tree. Yeah. On the, right in front of the court. So uh, when I when I a little a little history when I um, when I was sworn in and even before then uh, let me just a, a a tremendous shout out to uh, Mayor Bill Ketchin, my predecessor on recognizing uh, and investing in the beauty of this courthouse and the square. He did an, as mayor. He did he did a phenomenal job. He deserves all, he deserves all the credit uh, for doing that and understanding the historic significance of that building. And it's it's one of my top priorities is to continue that and to build on what he did. Um, unfortunately, uh, in the landscaping or something, you know, and, and I think it may have we were headed down this path anyway. But that very very large sycamore that is on the east side of the square is dying. And as a matter of fact, it's hollow in the center, we suspect. And uh, we've had an arborist come out and look at it, uh, Davies uh, Tree Service, which they have a, they have a uh, licensed arborist, and this is what they do. And they can do core drilling inside the trunk and all that kind of thing. And I was talking to them a couple of weeks ago again because they come out and take care of some of the grounds. And they, they just informed me at some point in time, that tree then becomes a safety hazard because you now you have these large limbs that are 30, 40 feet up in the air and they're dying off and any kind of wind action could break them and it could at the very least damage property and at the very worst hurt or kill somebody. 
So the, I'm going to have to, I'm in the process of making an extremely, extremely difficult decision because I love trees. I, as a matter of fact, a lot of listeners don't know this, but I plant about 50 to 100 trees a year out on my farm. I just, I, I just, I'm a, I'm a tree hugger. What can I tell you? And I've got this sawmill, and so. But in any event, I'm just wanting the listeners to know that, you know, it, if they one day see a crew out there taking the tree down, it's not going to be in the next week or two weeks or month or even a couple months. But it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid the tree's dying, and now we've got a safety situation. So, so when they, a, this is kind of like an FYI to the listeners. So when the tree starts getting hollow inside, oh yeah, that's that's it, the it, death. And you can look at the tree; you can see where we have cut it back. We've cut the dead limbs back. We cut it back. We cut it back. It didn't leaf out very well this year, uh, for I think for a couple of reasons. It's old, uh, and and trees like everything else have a lifespan. They have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And I think we're in the last. We may be in the last months or a couple of years of this tree. And so, how you know, we, far back does you know? Go? What we tried to do, I got John Lodel and some others to look at the archive to see if it's in any of the pictures uh, at the occupation, the Union occupation during the Civil War in 1863. We, I can't find any pictures where it is in in the photographs. So we're thinking it's probably 125 to 150 years, but that's a guess. Okay, so it was not there. We don't think so. I'm, I want to continue to research that. Because if it is, that kind of changes things a little bit. Uh, and I, and also, we've got to go, well, how much expense are we willing to allocate to saving this tree or to memorialize it, right? So, And what is it? What is its historical significance? And those are all very serious questions. I need to get Greg Tucker involved. You know, he's our county historian. I need to get other, and I will get others involved before a decision is made. Because for some reason, this is an important decision to me. Maybe it should be. Maybe it should. It's Maybe it should history. be. It's, yeah. it's, it is. It is. If it is, if it's significant history, absolutely it should. I mean, because it's it's a landmark of time. And um, anyway, so there it's are be things tough. that can be done to preserve. Them? Mm, well, there are things that can do that can prolong it, but not done to preserve it. And so it is. We it's it's it going through the end of life stages. And so, what? Can, how much do we want to spend to add another? six months or one year it's oh, just so like it's just like it's, anything else it's short to very short yeah term. i don't think it's got three years left two three years left and so those these last couple of three years what does that mean in terms of safety and in terms of money being spent uh to get another six months out of it and what kind of risk does it pose to the public right so all of that has to be factored in so for people to who are trying to think to themselves, which tree is this? Oh, it's it's the biggest one in the court. It's the biggest which, one in which the side of the court- e, east side of the courthouse. Okay, it's the east side. East and side. It's massive. You cannot miss it. It's got a trunk that's probably three feet, four feet in diameter. Okay, would it be on the south side or the north? South side being the- it'd be on the southeast corner of the Rutherford County Courthouse. Okay, you cannot if you so go over, in the east side. If you Shacklets. Exactly right, but on the inner circle. Inner circle. Inner circle. Mm-hmm. Okay, <clears throat> so it's it's the only tree there. Uh, it's the yeah, it's the only tree in that. If you go into the east entrance of the courthouse, like you're going to my office or Ted Betty's office, as you walk in, you turn, look to your left, and there it is. Cannot miss it. 
I can't imagine that not having that there. I, I, can't I mean, either. I just can't I, remember I, I, I can't, it. I, well, you, reason you can't is because it's well, like rest. twice our age. Yeah. At least. So uh, take a look at that. And and I guess if, if people have thoughts on that. I would like, yeah, that, thank you. That is a great point. If people have thoughts on it, if there's a listener out there that has particular knowledge about uh, the sycamore species or has an idea, I am open uh, on this because this I don't want to cut this tree down. I do not want to do that. Yet I'm, but I'm, but I'm obligated to ensure the safety of the public and and make and be a good steward with our financial resources and with the understanding that everything has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And so, what what do if we do have to cut it down? What do we do then? I, there's no question we'll put another tree there, but then we got to go. Okay, now what are we going to do? So, I'm going to give this a lot of thought and share your thoughts with our county. Yeah, board. please. That's uh, that's going to pretty well wrap it up for today. And we do thank you for taking time to join us. Yeah, and just a reminder to the listeners: Friday, August eleventh, from seven thirty from seven to eight thirty. Please join us uh, with uh, Feed America First at the Middle Tennessee Expo Center. I'd love to have you to help support this great organization. We'll see you then. Yes, sir. Thank hey, you, have Bart. Have a great day. God bless.